Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is AudiHD, a podcast meant to educate the masses on AudiHD in women and to educate us women on how to live a fuller life, whether clinically diagnosed or not. I'm your host, Ashley, a professional AudiHDer. For more information on autism and ADHD, feel free to visit my website at www.ashleysartofintimacy.com, where we will be getting a bit more intimate about what it's like to live with AudiHD. Now, before I forget to record and you get bored, let's crack into it. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about PDA autism. If you follow ADHD podcast on Instagram, you probably saw our post about this a few weeks ago. I recently learned about it and flabbergasted that this isn't a recognized form of autism or a recognized diagnosis. It is simply seen as a profile and not one that is even well known. For those who aren't familiar with what PDA stands for, it means perpetual demand avoidance or as some people prefer, pervasive drive for autonomy. So what does perpetual demand avoidance look like? The best way to describe it is like a constant and deep-seated need for independence that is rooted out of anxiety. Even if we want to do something, the minute we feel that our independence is threatened by doing that activity, we will avoid it at all costs. Now, There are key features of PDA, and I will go ahead and list those below according to the PDA Society's website. So the key features of PDA, according to the PDA Society, are as follows. One, resists and avoids the ordinary demands of life. Now, what does this look like? This is kind of what I mentioned earlier that is rooted in anxiety, and it even applies to things we enjoy doing or want to do. We will avoid everyday things like showering, getting dressed, making appointments, simply because they cause too much anxiety. Number two, uses social strategies as part of the avoidance. So this can often be in the form of manipulation to avoid doing something that is causing us extreme anxiety. So that manipulation can look like distraction, giving excuses, refusing, etc., We may also make very elaborate excuses for not being able to do something and sabotage things that we really want to do. Number three, appears sociable on the surface, but lacking depth in understanding. If we feel safe, we're often extroverted in nature, but if we don't, we can often be more introverted in nature. We tend to mimic those around us to fit in. We have a need to control when playing with our peers at a young age. And oftentimes we are great at communicating, but find it difficult to process information. Number four, experiences excessive mood swings and impulsivity. So this can often result in the people around us feeling the need to walk on eggshells. Our mood swings can present in two ways. We can either become quiet and withdrawn or we can become loud and reactive. We are often triggered into our fight, flight, freeze or fawn responses due to feeling stressed and or having high anxiety. If this builds up over time, it can appear that we're having these responses to small triggers when in reality that was just the final straw. So number five obsessive behavior that often focuses on other people. The obsessive behavior can present itself in social situations. We can tend to become obsessed with friends, siblings, parents, or partners, and this can cause us to become extremely clingy and controlling. Number six, 
appears comfortable in role play and pretend, sometimes to an extreme extent. This feature, however, is not always present and it's not essential to diagnosis. If it is present, some individuals will tend to live as another person or even as an animal for extended periods, and younger individuals tend to base their play around things that they've observed throughout their days, even if it appears to be imaginative. During these times, as mentioned above, the individual can be very controlling of the themes, the roles, and the dialogue. So it is important to note that a PDA profile is also a spectrum and presents differently in different people. I'm sure some of you may feel like this fits you to a T. I know I did when I first read all of this. And you're probably thinking, now what? Well, first and foremost, it is important to remember that this isn't recognized as a formal diagnosis. The UK does recognize PDA as a profile to autism, but the US doesn't yet. If you're in the UK, according to the National Autistic Society, PDA does require an autism diagnosis first before they can say that the PDA profile fits. Now, there is something that you can do to help yourself or your loved ones figure out if this is indeed a profile that might fit, even if there isn't an official autism diagnosis. There is a self-assessment that you or your loved one can take called the EDA-QA. And there's a version for parents to take on behalf of children called the EDA-Q. The website for these tests is www.embrace-autism.com. I'm going to spell that out. That's www.embrace-autism.com. I would encourage anyone who feels like this profile hit home for them or someone they love to take the appropriate assessment and then take that to your provider. Even if you don't have an official autism diagnosis, this could help you get that because if you have a PDA profile, more than likely you will struggle to get that autism diagnosis to begin with because we don't present as a typical autistic profile. Lastly, if you do feel like this profile fits you or someone you care about, here are a few suggestions on how to accommodate the PDA profile. One of the biggest ones that I found that has helped me is to try a different approach to asking for things instead of a would you, can you, you should approach. Try making it more of a game by saying, hey, I bet you can't put that cup in the dishwasher by the time I finish loading it or something along those lines. That has really helped me and my partner approach asking me to do things that have previously been an issue. Another thing that you can do is to inform those around you of the PDA profile and make sure they have a good understanding of it and how to support you or someone you love within that profile. Help those around you or your loved one understand that PDA is most often a profile based in extreme anxiety. Our fight or flight kicks in. It's not intentional behavior. Find ways to do things or ask for things to get done that help you or your loved one feel like they are still getting to be autonomous or have that control. 
So I just want to thank you for listening today. And I really hope that this was informative and helpful for some of you out there. If you're looking for more information, I would check out the PDA Society's website. It is a UK based website, but it is very informative. That is where I got most of our information from today. If you want to stay up to date on the latest news for ADHD or just feel supported or support us, Follow us on Instagram at ADHD Podcast. That's A-U-D-H-D. I look forward to connecting with everyone over on Instagram, and I can't wait to talk with you guys on here next week.